The following resource was recorded at Liberty Baptist Church, where we are one family with one mission. To learn more about us, please visit our website at lbcliberty.org. Dear Liberty Baptist Church, this is one of your pastors, Tyler Sakura, and I'm bringing you our pastoral devotion today. In the midst of this pandemic, I know that there has been a variety of emotions you have probably each felt. Loneliness, anxiety, perhaps even despair at times. Because of our fallen human nature, it is unfortunately natural for us to begin to doubt God or question God in the midst of difficulty. You may be wondering why God is allowing all of this to happen. Well, my intention this morning is not to answer all of your questions about why God is doing what he is doing. Instead, I want, us to call, I want to call us to trust him in the midst of the difficulty. Repeatedly, the scriptures show us that we should turn to God in faith in the midst of trials, and that God uses these difficult moments to teach us, sanctify us, and make us more dependent upon him. So with that being said, turn with me in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We're going to briefly look at 1 Corinthians 1, verses 4 through 9. In this passage, we are going to see four truths that Christians should reflect upon in the midst of COVID-19. 1 Corinthians 1, 4 through 9 says this, I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus, that you were enriched in Him in every way, in all speech and all knowledge. In this... The testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you not you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you will be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. You are called by Him into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's pray. Father, I pray that you would strengthen us. I pray that you would grow our trust in you. And I pray that you would help us to be more dependent upon you as we wait and as we seek to be faithful in the midst of this uh, pandemic. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. The first truth we see here is that there is always something to give thanks for. There is always something to give thanks for. Paul says in verse 4, I always thank my God for you because of the grace of God given to you in Christ Jesus. Now, if you're at all familiar with the book of 1 Corinthians, you know that this is truly a remarkable statement by the Apostle Paul. The Corinthian church is one of the most dysfunctional and messed up churches, if not the most dysfunctional and messed up church in the New Testament. They were divided amongst themselves based upon certain leaders and personalities. They were proud of explicit sexual immorality within the church. They were taking other church members to court. They were causing one another to stumble when it came to food sacrificed to idols. And then they were being divisive when it came to the gifts of the Spirit and how they related to the gathered body. Yet, in spite of all of this, Paul can say that he is thankful to God for them and for the grace of God that was given to them. And I think we can learn a lot from Paul's example here. Namely, that there is always something to give thanks for. Paul could have been consumed with bitterness and contempt for the church at Corinth. He could have given up on them because of their great sin. But instead... Addressing each issue uh, that the church was struggling with, he pauses at the beginning of this letter and focuses on the great work that God has done in them. He chooses to be thankful and to focus on the good. For us today, there may be a whole lot of bad things going on in your life right now. The loneliness may be suffocating. 
You may have lost your job and you don't know how you're going to pay the bills next week. The good relationships in your life that have taken years to develop seem like they're drying up because of the mandatory self-distancing. Yet I want us to pray and ask God to give us grateful hearts. Choose to find a ray of light in the midst of the darkness. Don't dwell on what has gone wrong or even what could go wrong. Instead, do as Paul says in Philippians 4.8, Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Let us strive to be a thankful people in the midst of difficulty. This leads us to our second truth, that Jesus will give us all we need as we wait for him to call us home or for him to return. That Jesus will give us all we need as we wait for him to call us home or for him to return. Look back down at verses 5-7 through seven with me. Paul writes, That you are enriched in him in every way, in all speech and all knowledge. In this way, the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you, so that you do not lack any spiritual gift as you eagerly wait for the revelation of our Lord Jesus Christ. As Paul continues his thanksgiving, he reminisces about just how much the Lord has given to this church. They were enriched in every way. And then Paul singles out two of the ways this is true, namely speech and knowledge. Paul actually mentions the two gifts in the Corinthians uh, that they were especially proud of. Later in the letter, we read about how these two gifts had actually become problems within the church. But before responding to the issues and sin related to how these gifts were being used, Paul first thanks God for them and reminds the church that these gifts are actually a sign that Christ had done a work among them. Or as Paul put it, that the testimony about Christ was confirmed among you. The result is that the Corinthians have all that they need to be a fully functional, God-honoring church as they eagerly await Christ's second coming. In other words, I could summarize Paul's point here by saying that the Corinthians' sin is not related to what they lack. They have all they need in Christ. Instead, their sin is related to how they steward all that they have been given. And that is what the book of 1 Corinthians is all about. So, what does this mean for us today? Well, likewise, God has given us all we need to be faithful as we wait for him to either call us home or for Christ's return. The Corinthians were not super Christians, especially gifted with the Spirit. The same Spirit of God that was given to them is also given to you. That means that Christ is working in you in specific ways as you wait for his return. And there are two implications of of this for us this morning as members of Liberty Baptist Church. First, we should strive to steward God's gifts and be useful for Christ while we wait for his return or for him to call us home. The Lord has gifted each believer to uniquely contribute to the local body. Therefore, use your gifts to seek and to build up the body. Second, keep your eyes on Christ and his return and use that as motivation for faithfulness. Can you honestly say that you are living in light of Jesus' return? Unfortunately, I cannot say this most days. But I know that if I did live with this on my mind more often, it would change not only what I did, but why I did it. C.S. Lewis said this about Christ's second coming. Precisely because we cannot predict the moment, we must be ready at all moments. Church, Jesus has given us all we need as we wait for his return or for our death. Let's seek to be wise stewards of these great gifts. This leads us to our third truth. Jesus 
who gave himself to purify us, will hold us fast until the end. Jesus, who gave himself to purify us, will hold us fast until the end. Look back down at verse 8. It says this, He will also strengthen you to the end, so that you will be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now the translation here, He will strengthen you, appears to be a bit weak. Meaning, the word used for strengthen here is the same word used in verse 6 when Paul says that the testimony of Christ was confirmed among you. So we could translate the beginning of verse 8. He will also confirm or guarantee you until the end. I think this more captures the uh, intent of Paul. Paul is wanting to emphasize the Corinthians' security in Christ because of Christ. He wants them to see that there is nothing they can do to keep themselves but rather Jesus himself, the one who will judge all at his second coming, will also guarantee their being blameless before him on that day. But how can that be? How can one of the most worldly churches be given such a strong promise of being blameless on the day of Christ? Well, because their being blameless is not at all about them striving or cleaning themselves up. Rather, it is all about what Christ has done for them. Paul is wanting to remove any ground of boasting for the Corinthians. Their pardon is not about their work or their effort, but it's about Christ's work. And Christian, the same is true for you. This season of COVID-19 may have been a tough one for you regarding your sin. Perhaps the extra loneliness and isolation has led you down a path of secret sins for which you feel trapped and miserable. You may be thinking that you've gone too far and forgiveness is no longer an option. You may be feeling so dirty that you are beyond being cleansed, but that could not be further from the truth. If you are in Christ because of Jesus' life, death, and resurrection for you, you are completely forgiven and washed clean by the blood of Christ. If you are in Christ, He will keep you to the end. So repent of your sins in the dark and walk in the light. Confess those sins to a church member or a pastor and run to Christ. His arms are wide open. Or perhaps for other of us, this pandemic has made us a little fearful about the imminence of death. The reality of death has been moved to the forefront of your mind as you constantly read the updates about how many people are passing because of COVID. I want to encourage you that in Christ, you have nothing to fear. The same Jesus that left heaven to become a man so that he could live, die, and be resurrected on our behalf is the same Jesus that you will stand before blameless on the day of judgment. If you have repented of your sins and trusted in Him, then He stands ready to give you ultimate joy in His presence as you pass from this life to the next. Therefore, church, trust in His confirmation of you, not in your strength to hold on to Him. Trust in His righteousness given to you, not in your own attempt to wash yourself clean. Trust in His works completed on your behalf, not in your feeble efforts attempting to please Him. Which then leads us to our final point. Paul gives us the reason that we can trust all these things, namely, the faithfulness of God and His sovereignty in our salvation. The faithfulness of God and His sovereignty in our salvation. Look back down at our text one final time. Verse 9 says this, God is faithful. You are called by Him into fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Paul grounds everything he has just said in the fact that God is faithful, and He is the one who has given the Corinthians fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. 
If you were to do a study on how Paul uses the words call or the word called, you would see that in each passage he is referring to the effectual call of God. Meaning when Paul says that someone was called, we should not think of a mere invitation. Rather, we should think of the effectual call of God where God secures those whom he is calling. Just in our passage today, Paul was called to be an apostle. We see that in verse 1. The church of Corinth was called to be saints or holy ones, verse 2. In our present verse, the church at Corinth was called by God to have fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ. Later in this chapter, Paul says in one, uh, chapter 1, 23 and 24, But we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to Gentiles foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks. Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. Paul's point in reminding the Corinthians of this truth is that it places the onus on God. The reason Paul can be thankful for the church in spite of their sin, the reason Paul can trust God will give them all that they need as they wait, and the reason that Paul can trust that Christ will indeed confirm them blameless on the day of Christ is because it is all grounded in God and His faithfulness and not in the Corinthians. So Christian, relish in the fact that your salvation rests securely in the hands of a faithful God. Rest securely that your justification before Him is not based upon your work. Rest securely that He is faithful. He will do it. In times of trials and difficulty, in this current time of COVID-19, it is natural for us to begin to doubt or question God and what He's doing. But hopefully, that won't characterize Liberty Baptist Church. Rather, my prayer is that we would live in light of today's passage where we have seen that there is always something to be thankful for that Jesus will give us all we need while we wait, that Jesus will hold us fast until the end, and that God is faithful. He will do it. Run to Him and look to Him in the midst of the difficulty. Let's pray. Father, we love You. We're grateful for You and for Your Word. God, I pray that You would strengthen us. I pray that You would let us live in light of Your return. And I pray that You would help us to be active and steward this time well as we wait for You. In Jesus' name. Amen.